So I really think making connections and getting to know your students on a personal level. How could I play into the fact that the student is doodling? How could I use that in a positive way? How could I use this very chatty student in a positive right. way? And it's like, oh, a small group discussion or a poster. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Intuit for Education's Teaching Finance Series today. We're going to dive deep into the topic of differentiation and personalization to meet students' needs. Now, when I was still teaching, I actually found this in particular to be incredibly hard to do. In my classes, my students had such a huge range of what they needed from me to help them be successful. And sometimes the more I tried to be intentional and flexible with my lessons, the harder it was for me to manage my classroom behaviors. Intuit for Education's professional development page actually has a great on-demand module for educators that breaks down how to best meet your students' needs by various methods like product or process differentiation. Anyway, I'm super pumped today to learn more on the subject from our special guest. She's a high school math teacher, by the way, and so was I, so I have an extra soft spot for her. Sierra Bohamra, or as the kids call her, Mrs. Bo, is a math teacher turned social media influencer from Boise, Idaho. She has been an educator for seven years and now teaches high school. She has a bachelor's in elementary education and a master's in curriculum and instruction with an emphasis in math. Math is so cool. What's cool about Sierra is that she enjoys making math fun and trendy, and it really shows on her social media platform. So you guys all got to take a look. And you know what? When I met Sierra for the first time to chat about doing this podcast, her students actually surprised her with Chipotle. It really just shows how beloved she is at her school. Anyway, Sierra, I'll let you introduce yourself some more. Well, thank you, May. That was a great introduction, and you covered a lot of good things. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was great. So going along with that, like May said, I'm a high school educator. I teach math. Um, funny, though, when I started, like you said, I got my bachelor's in elementary ed. So I actually, mm -hmm. my dream was to be a third grade teacher. Why um, third grade, by the way? Math. Um, I just thought they were really cute at that age. They just, they mm. love you and they think you're like <laughs> the coolest thing ever. And um I liked that. I've always liked young kids, mm. but going through school, um, I got an endorsement. My endorsement area was in math. So mm. I had to student teach not only in a elementary classroom, but I ended my student teaching in a junior high classroom in a mm. math classroom, which I was really nervous about, but I totally fell in love with it. I fell in love with Aww. math. I fell in love with the older students. And now mm. I... I can't see myself doing anything else. I just love secondary math. Wow. So wait, when you first graduated or started teaching, you never went into elementary education then? No. You, mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Just so, been in the secondary world. Wow. Amazing. And then you, I remember you were telling me you taught junior high too and high school or both or just one. Yeah. I've taught both. I started in, um, I student taught, I got was kind of funny. I student taught in this eighth grade math classroom and um, my, my mentor teacher was leaving. So I ended up taking her job. Um, okay. so I, yeah, it worked out really well. So I taught great, eighth yeah. grade math for two years, pre-algebra, 
Um, Mm -hmm. Then I moved to high school, which is where I've been for the past. This is my fifth year in high school. Mm -hmm. I've taught pretty much everything. I've taught algebra one, geometry, and now I'm in algebra two. Oh, awesome. I wanted to hear more generally too, before we dive into like financial literacy stuff, how did you get into the influencer social media world? That seems really daunting. How did it blow up? Just curious. Like how did that happen? It was just from a video that people loved and then it spread. Yeah, I think it was like my first viral video. I was lip syncing something from Legally Blonde. And um, I love that movie. Yeah, same. (laughs) It was like, um, you go here. uh, And Mm. I was mimicking, mimicking being like the new teacher at the school. Mm. um, Thinking it was teachers thinking I was too young, like thinking I was a student in the copy room. So that's like what it was. It was like funny. Yeah. And it blew up. It got like a million views or whatever. So it was that's so cool. Crazy. Yeah. I think, you know, financial literacy in particular, I think relates a lot to different math standards and subjects that you may be teaching as well. Um, Can you share a little bit just in general about what your thoughts are on financial literacy, just that space and then in relation to your students, because I know your students are in high school now. I feel like financial literacy sometimes is like assumed that we just know how to do things with money, mm-hmm. like, because it's not always explicitly taught. But then when my students or myself gets into the real world, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, how do I do my taxes? Like, no one taught me how to do this. <laughs> and so I, totally. I think it's super important in school because um, they need those skills. Education is all about preparing students for the real world. I think it is to be good Mm -hmm. citizens. And part of that is being able to manage their finances. That's such a big part of adulthood. Everything revolves around finances. So any opportunity I get, I want to throw a little financial literacy in there so my students feel better prepared for the real world. I love that. And I, you know, now that you talked about that, I wonder if you can share some examples of things that maybe you've done to sprinkle that into your lessons with your students. Like how did you, how do you incorporate certain skills like budgeting or savings or spending or something in your math lessons? I'm thinking of like particular units that we do in algebra Mm -hmm. and that's exponential equations, exponential functions. Exponential functions relates really nicely to buying a car. So Mm -hmm. I like to do a project on buying a car in my class. One, because my students are like 16. So they're getting their licenses. Mm -hmm. Cars are fresh on the mind. Um, And two, it's like applicable skills to have later because eventually they probably will buy a car. Mm -hmm. So we incorporate like compound interest, exponential functions with getting a loan to buy their dream car. Mm -hmm. And then we also talk about like exponential decay, the value of the car, and maybe it's better to buy um, a used car than a new car because the value depreciates so quickly in the beginning. So Mm -hmm. I just try and sprinkle it in, especially to that exponential functions unit. And the kids totally love it. Their buy-in is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, how do you engage, how do you make sure it's engaging for them? Like, how do you, is it, is it that you're doing something really applicable for them in their life at that time? Or like, how do you make that lesson engaging? Because I feel like when I was teaching math, honestly, a lot of times my students were like, "Ugh, I have to learn, you know, sine, cosine, like, what is that going to use? And yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to like get that 
engagement going. Totally. And I get that too for my students, but definitely mm-hmm. not in this unit. I, I try mm-hmm. to make it personal or like kind of differentiate it for each student in the way of letting them pick their own car. Cause all of them have oh, like, cool. a dream car Yeah, and also <laughs> getting to pick like their loan, like which loan do they think if they work oh. this job, like can they afford this monthly payment? Like what's a better loan? Um, and I've had kids pick like the most expensive cars. Um, yeah. but I've also had kids pick like used cars, like I don't want to say junker, but kind of like <laughs> I had some kids, like one kid wanted a crown Vic for some reason. They really wanted one. Is. Okay. Uh, like the old police cars. Crown okay. Victoria. Okay. Like, yeah, they just really wanted one. And so those were like more affordable. So her monthly payments were cheaper versus like mm. the BMW that was way expensive. Yeah. So I think that helped one, it being realistic and cars are on their mind, but two, letting them pick their own car, pick their own yeah. loan. They were super engaged. We were all engaging in the same type of math, but they were right. able to engage kind of in their own personal way since they got to yeah. their own car. Oh, that's so cool. What does differentiating and personalizing for your students mean to you? And even in the math space or financial literacy space or just in general? Well, for me, it means making the content accessible to everyone and also making it personal so that students have a better buy-in. Specifically with Intuit, I've noticed that they have a ton of options for differentiating and making the content personal to the students. One way that Intuit does that is they have different options for how a student can um, express their learning, their math understanding Mm -hmm. through a product. So I really liked that they offered different routes rather than the traditional test. So of course the students Mm -hmm. can take a test, but there's also, they offered like small group discussion, making Mm -hmm. a video, or even having like a one-on-one conference with a teacher, which is something I never even thought of doing. So I like that they have a ton of resources that as a teacher, I can just pull ideas from. Yeah, it's, it's nice to hear that the curriculum is usable in a way to differentiate for students. When I try to do more differentiating for my students, it was hard for me to kind of manage a classroom and because they were doing different things and different processes and people were curious what others were doing or like, why didn't they have to take the test this way but could do this? Mm-hmm. What tips, if any, I don't know if you struggle with that or now you're more veteran as a teacher, what tips could you give someone who is also like me struggling or was struggling with that? I think being okay with a little bit of of chaos. Like sometimes my room is like, they're totally doing different things. I think one, being okay that a bunch of students are doing different things and two, like normalizing it a little bit because we'll do small groups. Like um, I might pull a group or my co-teacher might pull a group and then other kids are doing something else. And I think just making that a part of the norm um, can help the students kind of not push back against it, I guess. but I, I also think like students recognize that they learn different ways. And, and if I, when I've had a student, like, why did they get something different than me? And it's like, well, we all learn differently and that's okay. We can all like do different things and, and it's cool. Something that I really like about Intuit is there's, there's all these vid- video modules that they can mm-hmm. watch to kind of give them an too. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you can kind of, if you do like a individualized activity in your classroom, you can assign certain videos depending yeah. on if a student has like zero 
financial literacy knowledge yeah. or students that know a little bit and they can start yeah. at different levels and then eventually they'll probably all rise to the same level. But I like that you mm -hmm. can kind of start students in different places depending, mm -hmm. or you can pull a small group of the kids that like never don't know anything mm -hmm. about financial literacy and then yeah. have the other students work independently with a yeah. little bit of financial literacy knowledge. I know you said a lot already about, you know, how to best meet your students' needs. So like really get to know them, you know, play to their interests. Is there anything else you want to share with other educators who are listening right now about how any teacher in any type of classroom, whether math or not, can differentiate and think about that concept if they're kind of nervous to start? Totally. Um, I, I just feel like making connections with my students is the biggest thing. That way I can get to know them on a personal level and, and figure out where their interests are. Like, for example, noticing the student that's doodling, um, noticing yeah. the student, like playing as maybe their, um, what you might see as like a behavior thing as yeah. more of like a benefit. Like how could I play <laughs> into the fact that the student is doodling? How could I use that in a positive mm. way? How could I use this very chatty student in a positive right. way? And it's like, oh, a small group discussion or a poster, um, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So I really think making connections and getting to know your students on a personal level so you yeah. can play to their yeah. strengths. I love that. And I, I, you saying that just reminded me, I think you're such an awesome teacher, by the way, this is like the type <laughs> of teacher that like I would, you know, model after. I know a big part when I was teaching and I'm sure other listeners here are, are feeling as well is when you're planning these kind of tougher lessons to try to, you know, differentiate for certain people, how do you do that with all the things that you have going on with school, with meetings, with grading? If you can walk us through your plan, your day-to-day -day of how you plan for your lessons, I think that will help listeners a lot as well. I'm a little fortunate because I have taught this content before, yeah. so I have old material. Um, but I even think mm -hmm. if like, for example, if you're teaching a financial literacy lesson, like start with the Intuit mm -hmm. content and go from there instead of starting from scratch. Um, mm -hmm. But I take like an old lesson and then um, for like the general population and then I yeah. look at it and I try to look through a lens of like, for example, like um, a, like a non-native English speaker and I right. try to like think and this is where my multilingual teacher really comes in but yeah. she will help me of like okay let's take the main thing and then let's like um get rid of like the fluff so that yeah. we can really focus in on the language specifically in that case or um how can we make this a little more visual could we add a picture or something yeah the nice thing about that is it not only benefits um though that population of students but it can benefit like multiple other students as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, sometimes myself working through the math, I can be like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, like as a math per like as a math teacher, mm -hmm. um, these things come quickly and easily mm -hmm. to me. Right. But right. then I'm like, ooh, like maybe that like as I was working out the math, like that mm -hmm. might be helpful if I write a little hint there. Or yeah. <laughs> um maybe I should bold like put a blank there, like a Y equals right. blank so they can kind of um, they know where to go. So I think right. it honestly, it comes with time and learning the concepts, but I yeah. like having someone to bounce my ideas off of, or honestly mm -hmm. finding a curriculum that I can 
take something start from, with, yeah. start with, and then tweak. Or again, Intuit has all of these awesome differentiation options mm-hmm. that especially as a first year teacher, I would have loved because they, they say things like, Oh, um, for the process, for example, Mm. like, Oh, you can omit this, like you can omit this or you can do this instead. And that makes it really nice. If you have like, not really a strong idea for where to start. Yeah. Right. I think what you touch upon in terms of like getting the general curriculum and then scaffolding it in different ways for different audiences is is so true. And yeah, I feel like your students are so lucky to have you because, and your teacher too, your co-teacher, because I feel like that really helps hone in, you know, the curriculum that you guys are learning. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Why do you think it's so important for your students at this age to learn some of the basic financial literacy concepts now before they go to whatever they do after high school? Like why is it important now versus when you're 21 and then you're doing your taxes after getting your first job, you know? So why is it important in the K-12 world right now? I think right now they have like the access to teachers. Um, They have Mm -hmm. to be in school. So like (laughs) now's the time to like teach them those things. And also some of my students like have jobs now. And um, so they're like starting to get into the workforce. They're starting to Mm -hmm. do those things. Adult life is already, there's so many things that come with being an adult, being an adult, like learning how to cook, like learn, like man, time management. Like there's so many other things that they have to do. And so I think not having the stress of having to learn how to balance your budget, how to um, do your taxes. Like if they already know how to do that, they're prepared and it's not something extra to the things that they already have to face in adulthood. They can feel a little more prepared. They can have those skills. And I think teenagers are like, um, they're so interested in real life things, things that will apply Mm -hmm. to them after school. So I think they're Mm -hmm. already, the engagement is there. So now's the time. And it's so close. Like they're, they're like three years from adulthood or two years from adulthood. (laughs) So Right. It gets them excited, kind of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to have money to do things with. And let's teach you how to do positive yeah. things with that money. Let's prepare you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The last question for you is just in general, doesn't have to be related to math or financial literacy or anything. Any advice that you would give to a new educator or a veteran educator just from your experiences, what you've learned? Honestly, um, relationships are so important. And I know that's said a lot, but it's really true. Like it makes me want to go to work in the morning if I have good relationships with my students. Like it just, at the end of the day, um, obviously math is important. School is important, but um, Mm -hmm. being happy, positive adult in a teenager's life, I think is the most important. So I want to be that like happy positive person even if I'm not feeling that personally inside like I want to be a little like ray of sunshine in their really long busy day Mm because I remember being a teenager and it being hard and life is hard and so um I think taking the time out of my day to notice if a kid got a haircut if they drew um like a little like anime drawing on their notebook like making those connections um and being genuine I think makes such a big difference. And um, I feel like I've formed tight bonds with my students through doing yeah. that because I genuinely care about them. And I think that they 
know that as well. Oh, I love that. I can, I, that resonates with me so much. And I love that. Thank you so much, Sierra. This is so awesome talking to you. Where can people find you? Cause I know, you know, you have the trendy <laughs> teacher. I would just share all your socials with everyone. I would love people to see your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, TikTok is my big thing. Uh, I'm that trendy teacher on TikTok mm-hmm. and, um, I'm that trendy teacher underscore on mm-hmm. Instagram. So why I, an underscore? <laughs> because that trendy teacher was already taken so I had to throw a little little underscore in there (laughs) but um yeah that's where you can find me I I post all the time so so yeah I'm like always up to date with stuff and if you want to do a little math I throw a little dancing and math in there too love it I've done it some of the math is not easy so everyone should go try it yeah thank you so much Sierra we're so happy to have talked with you today appreciate you thank you thank you I've really enjoyed it wow We really are so lucky to get Sierra on as a guest with us today. That was really inspiring to hear. And really, she sounds like such a wonderful teacher. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, go check out our first two episodes. They're so good as well. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes. And of course, check out Intuit for Education and join me in the educator community. Bye.